Yeah, that works. Ah, here we go. Jeez. Okay. Today's reading is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descent of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting found favor with God. You would conceive, of, you would conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father's David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Son of God, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be me, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Thank you, Riley. He does that well, doesn't he? I think, uh, I think we might have a preacher in the making there. I'm not sure. Let's pray. Holy God, we are still amazed by the miracle of the Incarnation and by the life and faith that Mary lived. Be present with us now as we hear your word for us in this time and in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. The angel and Mary. You maybe noticed the figurines moved to the next window. Did you see that? Some of you are observant. So last week we had the angel and the prophet in the back window, and this week we have the angel and Mary in the next window as we progress towards Christmas Eve and we'll have the whole family up front here when that happens. But welcome. For all you joining us on podcast now, I want to say welcome to you. A lot of folks come in at this time during the service. This is Green Street Church. I'm Pastor Bryce. If we can help you in any way we want to do so, send us a note. I'll be brief this morning so that we can celebrate communion and get on down to our pancake breakfast. We were introduced to the angel Gabriel last week, weren't we? He appeared to Zechariah and announced the birth of John the Baptist. I said last week that I'd never had an experience like that in my life. I haven't. Um, with an angel like that, like Gabriel, sent from the very presence of God. I've never had an experience like that, but I've had other experiences with 
angels, angels unaware, messengers of God that have been sent to us. Hebrews 13.2 says, don't forget to entertain the strangers, for thereby you have entertained angels unaware. Or in a more modern translation, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for in so doing so you are showing hospitality to angels without knowing it. I have experienced that kind of angel. How about you? I'll bet you all have. I've struggled with those kind of encounters many times in my life. Sometimes when I was downtown Chicago working in the Pacific Garden Mission and someone would come up to me with those haunting eyes and I, they convicted me. And especially when I walked by and didn't do anything or didn't help them in any way. Perhaps especially at Christmas times, that's, that's when we feel those angels and that's when we hear about the angels encountering people announcing the birth of Jesus. But I've never had an experience like that angel Gabriel from the very presence of God to Mary. The announcement that Gabriel made to Zechariah, we read it last week, was extraordinary and hard to believe, that's for sure. Zechariah didn't believe it. Remember, he was graced with silence, I like to think, <laughs> until John the Baptist was born because he didn't believe. But this announcement that Gabriel's going to give today and in our reading today is even more extraordinary because, well, there were a number of times in Israel's history where there were couples that were not having children until perhaps later in life. We talked about some of those last week, and then they did through the grace of God. God had a history of working with people in that way, didn't he? But this announcement the angel was going to make to Mary was even more extraordinary because at no time in Israel's history, at no time in the history of the world, had any woman ever had a child while she remained a virgin. This would be the first and the last time in all of history this would take place. So as extraordinary as the message was last week, it was even more extraordinary today, and it was even harder to believe for us and for Mary, for that matter. Mary was young, maybe 12, 13 years old. She didn't know much about these things, but I'm sure she knew enough about the birds and the bees that the birds were not the storks. And I suspect she knew the basics about how babies were made, even so to understand how hard and how difficult to believe this message she was receiving was. Can you imagine Mary being knocked off her feet by this announcement, yet still obeying? Yet still saying yes? Yet still saying yes? Do with me what you would, God? Can you imagine that? Saying, I, I am the Lord's servant. <laughs> May your word be fulfilled in me. Mary herself, I'm sure, was having a hard job believing all this, not fully understanding it, to be sure. She was scared. Talked about that last week. Angels are scary. She was scared. 
She was scared too because if this was going to be true, she was going to have all kinds of shame for having a child out of wedlock. She wants to hide, but she can't hide because you notice today in the reading, the angel said that this son she's going to have is going to be great. He's going to be the son of the Most High God. He's going to be the son of David, the one that God promised would be David's son and the Lord's son. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. What? My son is going to be a king? Oh, I'm not going to be able to hide this shame. My son is going to be king. So how am I going to tell people? How am I going to tell people that I'm pregnant? (laughs) Can you imagine Mary trying to tell this to her parents? Sharing this news with her parents? Dad, Mom, I'm, I'm pregnant. I know because an angel told me. (laughs) Yeah, you imagine how that would go. Imagine her dad. Let me get my hands on that, Joseph. Where is that good for nothing? I don't know if they had shotgun weddings back then, but I'm sure he would have thought about it. Can you imagine that? And now Mary says, you tell me not to be afraid? This whole event makes me afraid. Not just because you angels are, are scary things, but this unwed pregnancy, it's going to haunt me the rest of my life. I'm afraid. I can't believe this. I especially can't believe this is happening to me. Yet incredibly, Mary still responded in faith, didn't she? I love that response. I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in me. I know people get hung up on believing in the incarnation, the virgin birth thing. Some think that, well, we're not using the reason side of our brain if we accept that. And I struggle with it myself at times, I'll be honest. You don't need to feel bad about that. But for me, the harder thing to believe, the harder thing to believe was that the angel Gabriel actually found some young girl who was willing to say yes. I mean, to respond in faith to something like that. I am the Lord's servant. I wonder how many young girls the angel encountered that night, and they all said, no way. (laughs) They said, no way do I want to get involved in this thing. And Mary was blessed, highly favored, that language is in our scripture. We usually word that a little differently when we think about being highly favored or blessed, don't we? We usually think about being blessed as having a new car. Do you think Mary felt highly favored as her unwed belly began to show? If she was getting those disapproving glares, do you think she felt favored when she's in labor in that stable with the cows and the hay? Do you think she felt favored when Jesus was arrested and she saw that rope onto his wrists, into the flesh of her own flesh and the flesh that God made incarnate? 
Do you think she felt favored when she saw him lifted up on the cross? Blessed are you among women. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You see, Mary said yes, but it's not based on the expectation of things like we would expect not based on the expectation that this was going to be awesome for her. It was, it was really based on the fact that God was going to create something out of nothing. She understood that highly favored means that seeing God in this world and trusting God is at work in this world, even though sometimes we can't see it, we can't believe it, we can't understand it, we can't even imagine it. You see, being highly favored is, is a privilege, it's a privilege of being used for God's purposes, even though we don't understand. Christmas itself is about giving, not getting, of course, and making sure you're giving others what they want. To experience Christmas is to trust that God can do this thing again. God can again be born in me and in you and in this broken world. I believe that God is at work today in you and me just the same as he was at work in Mary. I believe that you carry in your body the blessing of God, whether you realize it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you can accept it or not. And having faith like Mary means allowing yourself to trust that, not necessarily understanding it, not necessarily understanding the mystery of the virgin birth, the incarnation, or even the mysteries of our own lives. There's enough mystery in our own lives we don't understand, isn't there? Not necessarily understanding it all. You see, in this season of expectation where God is calling all of us, I ask you, where is God is calling you? Where have you found yourself resisting God's call with some kind of an excuse? Because perhaps you don't believe that he could do anything great within you or with you? May you have the courage to step up based on Mary's example and say, yes, yes, God. I don't understand everything you're putting before me, but yes, I will allow you to use me. Mary had nothing. She was a peasant girl. She had nothing, and yet she risked it all. She risked her future, her future reputation, that's for sure, when she said yes. May your word be fulfilled in me. One thing I've observed in life is that it's true for individuals and true for the church, too, for that matter. The more money we have, the less we're willing to risk the more money we have, the less we're willing to risk. How much do we have as a church? How much do we have? Some might say not enough. Not enough to risk everything the way Mary did. Others might say too much, too much to risk what we have to give it away. Well, here's my challenge to you. First, individually, 
Spend more on other people this Christmas than you spend on yourself and on your family. Give more away than you spend on yourselves. I mean, let's face it, when you buy Christmas gifts for you and your family, it's, you get it back. It's just an exchange. I give you something, you give me something. Give some stuff to people who don't have anything, who you're not going to get anything in return. Risk, risk that. That's Mary's challenge to you. That's Mary's challenge to us. Last year, I was so proud of this congregation. This church gave away $20,000 to people in this community that frequent this church for various food ministries and such. $20,000, this church, and you, you all gave that money. Thank you. That's incredible. So far, we have committed to about $3,000 in helping sponsored Christmas families and the kids collected some more for that, so it's probably more than that. And we've committed to another $10,000 in gift certificates that we're going to give to all the folks who come to our Tuesday meal and use our food pantry and our helping hands families and fresh food and a couple other things. But you know what? I'll bet we could even do better than that. I'll bet we could match what we did last year, maybe even better if you're willing to risk like Mary risked. You see, based on so little information, based on not knowing what was next, Mary said, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. She said, let's do this thing, let's prepare, let's make him room. Look at, look at the courage of Mary. Lord, help us to say, as Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in me. And then the angel left her. Did you notice that? And then the angel left her after she said, do what you will with me. Angels were scary. You want to get rid of those angels. <laughs> those angels that haunt me, those angels unaware that I see in my mind whenever I walk past somebody who has a need, they still haunt me. And they don't leave me until I say, do with me what you will, God. Show me what I can do to help this person. Amen?